0: This is Jeff Cobra and we welcome you to another Disney at Play podcast. You know, it's Halloween time, and uh, it just seems like we need to get in the mood, especially if you've not—if you're one of those guests out there who just love coming to Walt Disney World during the Halloween period of time and and uh, see the parades and the parties and everything, or if you just like going out on on the Disney Channel or now Disney Plus. There's a whole thing on Disney Plus for for Halloween. We just thought we'd bring you the best of Halloween, and for me to bring the best of Halloween, I have to bring the best, and that brings me to Mr. Jim Corkus. How are you today?
1: Well, thank, uh, thank you, uh, Jeff, for uh, inviting me uh, uh, on the show. It, you know, we, we used to work together at the Disney Institute for, oh, for quite a while there, and, and, and you know that I just have that great love of Finding information and then sharing, you know, that information because there's, uh, oh, yeah. there's so many people out there who are just uh, excited about Disney, and and of course on on I know the listeners on your side, especially are, are considered um, uh, the Disney experts for their friends wow. and family. <laughs> I hope and, so. And,
0: I hope so. And I have yeah. to say, Jim, before we get further. We, mm-hmm. we, are, we are promising our listeners that while we are talking about Halloween, we will not talk about anything so scary as the Disney Institute. We will keep it a little lighter than that <laughs> for purposes.
1: And we'll try to avoid talking about, uh, we're, we're literally living in a horror film right now <laughs> exactly. for, for, for months. And, 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 you know, you know, uh, uh, the Disney parks have become uh, sort of virtual uh, uh, ghost, ghost towns. towns. <laughs> but, but, well, but, but you know, but that, is even, not,
0: it, that is not it, included it, in your book, Jim.
1: The vault, vault number. Actually, what is included in the book is <laughs> that when the park <laughs> reopens, uh, Disney guests might actually run in to some actual ghosts. At both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, oh, and, and, and 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 not not just the ghosts that you would uh, find in the uh, oh, uh, mansion. haunted mansion, but but, but you know they, they say ghost hunters say that hotels are a prime location uh, for paranormal activity because you have. There's so many people you know transient going in and out in and out and in and out, and the emotions are are so high, both positive emotions and negative emotions that uh-huh. you know that that type of energy uh uh remains there and and oftentimes a ghost is just someone who either doesn't know they're dead or doesn't want to cross over for whatever reason and so i I'm sure there are uh even some of the listeners there who you know, when it comes to that certain time, they would like to spend their eternity uh, uh, running around a Disney park. That that would be their version of heaven.
0: You know, Jim, you and I have both been everywhere at Walt Disney World. And I. Mm-hmm. this is a great question before we get into your book, which is, by the way, Vault of Walt 9, Halloween Edition, spooky stories of Disney films, theme parks, and things that go bump in the night. Let's start at the theme parks. Probably this isn't in your book, but What's the scariest? And you, I know you've probably been like me. You've been in, the, in certain places in the parks in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, or at very quiet moments. The scariest place I've ever been, I think I told my readers this once, is at the bottom, at, at the break area of the Utilidor slash tunnel in Epcot on the west side, nobody goes down there The only thing that runs through there is Coke syrup um, left over. And I'm telling you, at 3 o'clock in the morning, that is a scary place to be in the parks. Do you have a favorite scary place?
1: And, and, and you know, some people don't even realize that there's a a small set of Utilidors there at at, at Epcot. So if you got trapped down there or something happened, (laughs) it would take a while for people to find you. So, so you didn't realize exactly how scary that is, but, but yes, the, the scariest thing that ever happened to me, I I've never had a paranormal experience at Walt Disney world, but the scariest thing that ever happened to me was also at uh, uh, Epcot when I just started uh, working there. And uh, I was doing, um, you know, uh, late night after, you know, park close and you know, the guests had left and, and all of this and you know, you go out into the park, and I went out into uh, World Showcase there, and it, there's just this eerie sense because it, it's almost like stage sets, you know, waiting for people, you know, to bring them to life. And I'm out there, and it it's at night, and, you know, it just seems, you know, there, there's no activity, there's no people there, you know, and there's just the work lights, you know, yeah. that are on, and I'm out there, and I hear this massive explosion. And, oh, oh my. And, and it had to be explained to me later that what that was, was on the uh, inferno barge for illuminations. What they do at night is if they there's any the propane resident. gas left in there, yeah, they release it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody Burned had told me that. So I'm standing there in, in the semi-darkness, all alone, in World Showcase. And I hear this massive explosion, and it's like, "Holy cow! What was that? What, what what's going to happen? Should I report this to someone?" So, uh, so I almost became a ghost at Epcot at, at that particular moment because it was that scary. Love that
0: that I can appreciate that. Those the, the, the middle of the night is a pretty crazy place. Another place I did middle of the night is I had to do a film group at the tower of terror at midnight
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh that was the only time available for me to shoot uh the tower of terror and uh and literally we we had a pizza party at midnight in the, uh, mm-hmm. in, the in one of the libraries um but uh but you know there are some really interesting details in the twilight zone tower of terror T- talk about Talk about the craziness of the tower. And and, and,
1: and, and what a wonderful segue, because I have two chapters in my book, one devoted Mm -hmm. to the creation of Tower of Terror and and the other devoted to the differences in the Walt Disney World, Tower of Terror, and uh, the Tower of Terrors, you know, in the other Disney uh, uh, theme parks. And the reason those chapters are in there is because a lot of people forget That it was October thirty first, nineteen thirty nine, when the lightning struck the building. So it was Halloween night, you know, that they were doing that to to create that uh, um, uh, sense of why this would send people into you know the twilight zone. yeah, You know, it's because it happened on Halloween when, when spooky things happen, unusual, you know, things are aligned, uh, uh, for that, you know, but again, you know, Tower of Terror was not the, uh, first choice, um, uh, for that location, you know, at, at, at one time, Michael Eisner pitched that it was going to be an actual Disney resort hotel, a uh, theme to, uh, film the war and that there had been a murder that took place uh, in the hotel. And, and actually guests would ha- who, had, who had booked into the hotel, who were arriving at the airport, would have been transported, and this is before you know the Disney Cruise Line buses and all this, would have been transported by a hearse with the windows blacked out to the hotel and in the hotel, you would have, of course, Disney cast members uh, in character working in the hotel there, and you were now part of uh, this horrific uh, mystery that had ta- taken place. So, so again, you know, no no good idea ever gets gets thrown away. So now we've got, you know, Galaxy's Edge is going to have that Star Wars, Star Wars hotel well. where, yeah. Where, where, where you're going to be blocked in and, experience. and, 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 mm-hmm. and, uh and, and again, that wasn't even just the the uh, uh, only idea, you know, uh, uh, Eisner wanted to uh, get in business with Mel Brooks. And so he talked to Mel Brooks about doing, and so Mel Brooks was going to do a young Frankenstein hotel and, and there would be that whole village. And then you'd go across this drawbridge into Uh, The Young Frankenstein Hotel, and then uh, it it evolved into what the Imagineers called um, Hotel Mel, which is where you would get in the little golf cart pargos and you would be taken into this decrepit hotel where supposedly Mel Brooks was filming his next, you know, comedy horror film. And mm-hmm. and you might end up being a part of that film, and so you know you you would see some of this pre uh, uh, story you know on on screens before you got in these little golf cart cargos, which which again would have followed through the computer line on the floor, so that would control it. You wouldn't have any control, and and you would see uh, a scene. So for instance, you would go through uh, uh, the bathroom and you would see, uh, Dracula trying to shave in front of the mirror, but there's no reflection. So he's going, (laughs) you know, crazy. And, and the wolf man is, is, you know, trying to brush himself and, uh, Frankenstein is in a bathroom stall, but he's reaching under to try and grab, uh, the wrappings from the mummy, uh, to wipe because he's run out of toilet paper. And, um, But basically, you know, they had all of these wonderful um, uh, scenes, but it became like...
0: And style gags. Mm
1: -hmm. It's like, listen, this is going to be very expensive with audio animatronics, and and what is the story about this, and how do you, you know, relate? And also, the Imagineers kept pushing and saying, look, this is, uh, at the time, Disney, MGM Studios, and the things we have need to relate, you know, to a film or, or in this case, uh, a, a TV show. And so that's where, you know, they picked on, on Twilight Zone, but it, they never realized that if you're going to duplicate this in other countries, other countries don't have that same, um, uh, affection or back knowledge of Twilight Zone, you know, that we do. Cause we, we see those marathons every, uh, you know, uh, Halloween or Friday the 13th or, or whatever, you know, sci-fi runs that, uh, whatever. And so, um, other countries, it, it, so when they had to transfer, you know, tower of terror, uh, overseas, and now you're coming up with an entirely different, you know, storyline, you know, uh, wow. uh, yeah, uh, of that happening. And, and again, all of these, uh, uh stories are are in in the book there and and again you know the Walt Disney World Tower of Terror has items from uh Twilight Zone episodes so so we all go you know oh, aha 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 but uh what a lot of people don't realize is like when they duplicated it in um uh Paris mm-hmm. they had different artifacts they it, it wasn't an exact you know Uh, duplication uh, of of this happening and and I think a lot of people don't realize that you know that opening uh, uh, black and white uh, video uh, pre-show that we see that was directed by oh I've gone blank uh, uh, right now but uh, he, he actually directed a segment of Twilight Zone the movie but it was filmed in Hollywood and what they did is after they filmed, they took apart the set and transported it to Florida and rebuilt it in Florida. So it looks exactly the same as what you're seeing in that, uh, black and white, uh, uh, pre-show for, for that, uh, uh, to happen. And, uh, you know, but that's not the, the spooky. I, I think if if you ask Disney fans, what's their, uh, favorite spooky attraction at uh, uh, Walt Disney World? They, they'd probably say the Haunted Mansion. You know, so and, tell us uh, something
0: about the hun- so much has been written about the Haunted Mansion. Um, over well, the it, years. It, it, mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us something that is truly what, one of the lesser known stories, or one of the one of the insights about the Haunted Mansion that that most people don't know.
1: Uh, 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 the fact that uh, Yale Gracie, who um, uh, created that uh, illusion of uh, Pepper's ghost in the ballroom scene, mm-hmm. uh, actually had a real personal ghost experience when he was ten years old—he uh, oh, really? he went, he, he went back east to, to visit his uh, uh, cousins, and they all stayed in one, you know, big, big room. And And at the end of the trip, his mother asked him, and, and this is a story that Roly Crump told me, uh, who was working with Yale and, and worked on some of the the, the effects for uh, Haunted Mansion and also on some of the effects with uh, Yale for uh, uh, some of the fantasy land attractions. And so uh, at the end of the, the trip, his, uh, Yale's mother asked him and, and said, "You know, what, what was your favorite part of the trip?" And, and she just naturally assumed that uh, he he would say, oh, my gosh, you you know, uh, meeting my cousins and playing and all this. And without hesitation, he said, oh, it's the little old lady who comes out of the closet each night and reads stories to us. (laughs) And his cousins are going crazy and trying to shut him up, you know, and, you know, making that uh, uh, slashing motion across their throats and, 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 and all of this. And the, you know, the mother was, was concerned and she went because they still had a day or two there. She went to the local library and did research and found uh, information that the previous owner of the house was th- this little old lady and found a picture of her. And Yale identified and said, yes, that's her. And uh, the kids were right. As soon as Yale blew it, <laughs> she never returned again. And 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 and, 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 and Roly told me, look, Yale was the straightest shooter you would ever know, you know? And, and so, you know, he says, I believe that, you know, uh, uh completely that, that, uh, he actually, uh, uh, saw that. And, and, and it, it something that a lot of people don't uh, realize is that, um, while Yale and, uh, Raleigh were working, you know, on the effects, um, Walt dropped by and said, let's go see the movie. And they went out that afternoon uh, to see a horrible 1960 movie called 13 Ghosts. Now the premise of 13 Ghosts is this guy more or less passed away and his relatives are supposed to spend the entire you know, uh, uh, night there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, to get their inheritance. And supposedly he was interested in the, the supernatural and it trapped ghosts in the house. And this was a William castle film and William castle was known in the fifties and sixties for all sorts of gimmicks, you know, like having a skeleton shoot through the audience. And for the Tingler, he, he, uh, wired up separate seats in the, in the theater. So at the moment, you know, when the tingler happens on screen, the, the seats would electrify. And, and so there'd be people screaming all around you. So uh, for 13 Ghosts, the gag was is you got these cardboard glasses, and one had a red lens and one had a blue lens. And so if you wanted um, uh, to see the ghost, uh, and there would be a, a, a thing in the movie that would send off an alarm – you Wanted to see the ghost, you look through the red lens, and if you didn't want to see the ghost, you look through the blue lens you know, close your eye and look through the blue lens. And Rolly said it was the most horrible picture he had ever seen. And he said, even without the glasses, you could still see the ghost, you know, in, in the movie. He, he said, uh, uh, Walt said, Well, at least we know now what not to do. Not to do, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you know, you I, and I
0: have taken our share of groups. Um, through the Haunted Mansion, at least at Walt Disney World, is is there a mm-hmm. favorite part of the mansion, a p- particular effect or a particular character? Is there something that well, really stands well, well, out for there, you? Well, there, there,
1: there's actually a, um, a particular gag that I liked, and, and this one uh, was shared uh, to me by um, uh, Imagineer uh, Mark Davis, you know, who did a lot of the uh, uh, design there.
0: And Mm -hmm.
1: um, I I was very fortunate. I was very fortunate to grow up, you know, in the Glendale Burbank area and at the right time. So I got to meet a lot of these people, talk with them. And then Mm -hmm. when I came to Walt Disney World, the right time, too, because I got to meet a lot of the people who were there, you know, when Walt Disney World opened and all that. So anyway, Mark, um, uh, Mark would always like to to, to uh, play those uh, uh, tricks on you instead of telling you something, he, he would go, um, uh, uh, gee, you know, uh, why do you think that's there? Why do you, th- you know, and, and of course you'd be wrong, completely wrong. And and so um, he said, well, well, you know why I put at the end of the graveyard, I put that uh, female opera singer. Yes, and I, and and I go well. You you, you know uh, you, you have uh, uh, characters from different time periods, and you know um, all of this. He said, "No, no, it, it it's the last figure there. You know, I I did that on purpose because it's not over until, until the, the fat, fat lady, lady sings." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and then once you know that, you go, oh. well, "Of course," <laughs> you know, and. and 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 you know one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that like in the attic uh, part of the storyline was that you know the uh, uh, the sea captain who used to be you know a, a pirate but, but but he you know then uh, uh, just like captain morgan he became respectable and all that and on his wedding uh uh day to this 18 year old uh, uh young girl, you know, told her, you know, don't never go to the attic. And she goes and she opens up a trunk and she finds these souvenirs and all of this that he kept from his days as a pirate. And he's so enraged that he throws her out the window. And so at that particular point, you become the bride, you're being tossed out the window. That's why you're falling back. And when you're falling back, Look over to your right, and you'll see the shingles on the roof. Yeah. And they don't match the shingles at Disneyland or Walt Disney World because you are now, you know, uh, uh, the bride. And, and as she was falling out of, uh, uh, of the house. And then at the bottom, you see the, uh, the uh, uh, caretaker of the graveyard. And he's not looking in the graveyard with the ghost. You can see the ghost in, in, in the graveyard. He's not looking at that. He's looking at you because now you're the latest ghost to join that group.
0: But there's room for one more.
1: There's always room for one more. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh...
0: that's great. I love that. And, and that's it. I love that story.
1: I, and you well, know well, I, well all, like you... all all of, oh, all of these it. are all of these are in the book all of these and more yeah. are you know uh in in the book you know and and i i have a whole section on uh mickey's not so scary uh halloween and and how that you know ev- was born and then you know evolved it, it, you know a, a lot of times we now just it, it, take these things for granted oh yes well it, yes of course but but that was not the case you know you, you don't realize that uh, uh for instance trick-or-treating really didn't take off in um uh, america until you know like the 1940s uh, you know mm-hmm. so walt as a kid never trick-or-treated and never took his daughter's uh uh, Disney. trick or treating. Cause, cause I was looking for those stories and. And it's like, well, that was just not a thing that people did, you know? And, and again, Halloween was really sort of accepted as uh, well, that's, the, you know, that's just for, for kids and, and, and all of that. But, but Disney, you know, yeah. took a look and said, Hey, look how popular, uh, Mickey's very Merry Christmas party is and look how much money we're making and over at universal universal is doing these uh you know horror nights and that's hugely popular maybe we can counter program and come up with something like mickey's very merry christmas but you know theme it uh, you know as uh family friendly and and so that's why it took until the 90s for something like that uh to happen because halloween was not considered you know a uh, a big holiday. Easter yeah. was, Christmas was, but Halloween was like, eh, you know. Uh, there was an and, Easter and, and parade yeah. long before there was a Halloween parade. Right. Now, now the the only activity at uh, Halloween on, uh, at Walt Disney World was, uh, was actually back in the 70s and it was at the uh, uh, Lake Buena Vista shopping village. Yeah. And so the, the kids could come and uh, trick-or-treat at the, um, uh, shops Different and, stores, and mm. at the restaurants, because again, they were trying to generate, Hey, look, this is a place that you can come, you know, uh, uh, to do that. And also you don't have to pay the admission that you would, you know, to, uh, uh, you know, the magic kingdom, whatever. And also the parents are going to have to bring them. So the parents are now getting familiar with the shops and the restaurants and, and all of that, you know, and, uh, but now you know Halloween is you know big business. Yeah, so, you know so
0: I, your book covers the cinema uh, as well, mm-hmm. the film and, and 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 other things. And I, I just, first of all, let me ask you this: of all the Disney villains, do you have a favorite?
1: Well, but I, you're you're looking at I think towards Halloween films, right? And so. My, well, my first I, favorite I, would I, be Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and then well, the second would be Donald Duck's Trick or Treat. You know
0: what? I was wondering if you're going to go to Donald Witch Hazel and Donald Duck's uh, – uh, because that's a great film. But, I, but we can open it a little broader. I mean, we could we could go to Madame Mim and,
1: and Cruella de Vil and a few other places. <laughs> you, of all the Disney
0: villains, do you have a favorite, Jim?
1: Well, actually, of all the Disney animated films, uh, my favorite is uh, Dumbo. I, I, I think it's about as close to a perfect animated film uh, that has but been made. Of, and, and in terms of villains, do you have a favorite? Oh, Disney in film? in terms of villains, oh uh, gosh, you know, uh, it, it, for instance, like I, I never considered Captain Hook. Uh, a villain. I consider mm. Pierre Pan a juvenile delinquent. So for me, Captain Hook <laughs> is a hero. And <laughs> but 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 uh, but uh, as, as a as a kid, I I was absolutely frightened by um, when Maleficent transforms into a dragon. Yeah. Because she calls upon all the powers of hell. You yeah. know, and 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 uh, you know uh, Jimmy McDonald, who is the sound effects guy. You know. Uh, uh, got um, training films from the army on flamethrowers, so that they could use that type of sound. And then the wow. uh, the teeth clacking were castanets, you yes. know, yes. just just snapping away. And and so even though you know Prince Philip, uh, you know, defeats her with the sword of truth, you're going holy cow. <laughs> and 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 Mark Davis again. I was talking with him in and the headdress that Maleficent wears, those horns are supposed to represent Satan. They're supposed to represent the devil. You know, so this is not just an evil fairy. This is, you know, and and um, Chernabog, of course, in, in Fantasia, you know, uh, it, it, it was like, who would ever be able to, to, to stop them and, and and how nice it was that. You know, a, a church choir and the coming of the light in the dawn can can do that. But other Everybody than that, can stop anything. And, 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 and again, he's not dead. He's just hiding as part of the mountain. Uh, again, you know, and, and one of the things that the Disney artists did is they uh, brought in Bella Lugosi. You know, famous for Dracula. Sure. And he wore his Dracula cape and did live action reference. No so kidding. that you could get wow. that you could get that sense of you know look at look at this uh uh happening and and even Walt uh, the, never realized it was going to be that frightening because the animation was done by um uh Bill Teitler. who, who yeah, had and Bill, uh, you know and Bill was
0: so good at bringing that muscular strength mm-hmm. to to a character, um.
1: but 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 his heritage was you know Ukrainian you know uh, Russian and and so he was familiar with the legend of, of of this demon, you know and so that's why he was able to actually you know, uh. Tr- but, but again, how wonderful Walt was in terms of casting people for roles because, of course, he did Chernabog. He also did Stromboli, you know, in Pinocchio. But, mm. but then Walt gave him a baby Dumbo to do in Dumbo. And the reason for that is that Bill and his uh, wife, Adrienne, they had just had uh, a, a little boy. Aww. And so Walt knew that when Bill came home each, each night, he would be watching, you know, the little boy and the little boys. In fact, one night he came home and saw his wife uh, bathing, you know, his, his son, uh, Peter. In mm-hmm. um, in the sink, and mm-hmm. so that inspired uh, that scene in Dumbo of uh, in the tub,
0: getting bathed you know? in the barrel, mm-hmm.
1: getting 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 bathed uh, uh, with that, and so, you know, uh, what a, uh, again? Just wonderful that Walt understood his people. You know, it, it's not like yes, you're just pigeonholed into doing this. It's like let me see what you're doing. Maybe I can move you. Because Yale Gracie, we talked about him doing uh, the Haunted Mansion. Uh, he, he was a um, uh, a background artist, a, a layout. In fact, he did the layout and background for Donald Duck's Trick or Treat. But ah. Walt saw that in his spare time, uh, uh, Yale was doing all these little uh, things. You know, he he had created a snow globe where it was constantly snowing. And, and so he moved him over to... Uh, uh wed you know to ima- imagineering uh, uh Blaine Gibson Blaine Gibson was a was an animator on Legend of Sleepy Hollow he he worked on that scene of of Ichabod uh you know uh going through Sleepy Hollow at night and and in fact Blaine had asked for for part of that scene because he said he remembered growing up you know in, in his childhood of being out on a horse late at night in the dark and so he understood how all of that happened but another scary, place, uh, uh, to be at Walt Disney
0: World is the uh, the back of the campground at night when uh, uh, all mm-hmm. alone. Uh, the Headless Horseman is such an amazing film um, oh, for gotcha. for a short. It's 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 and and it doesn't really have much more the way they created created treated the storyline to be mm-hmm. much more than a short, but it. Carries that character carries the weight of, uh, and, and, of and, any and, Disney and, villain and, in any full length feature.
1: Well, and he is the only Disney villain to win at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, and 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 again, uh, Walt being that great story man, put in um, uh, so many elements. You know, it it, 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 it a lot of people say it's the truest adaptation of Irving's uh, uh, story. All these other stories add in all sorts of other little bells and whistles and things like uh, Uh that, you know, but, but in, in Walt's story, there are things that had never appeared before. First off the headless horseman has that flaming jack-o'-lantern. That is the very first time, even in Irving's story, it's just a regular pumpkin. This is the first time that you have the headless horseman with a flaming jack o' lantern, and oh, really? Walt, Walt suggests that it's not—it may not be Brom Bones. It may actually be uh, a supernatural encounter because at one point um, Ichabod, you know, looks down mm-hmm. the uh, uh, neck of the uh, horseman, and there's nothing but blackness there. And I, I talked with Frank Thomas because he animated on, on, on that scene and he mm-hmm. said, Jim, what, what you need to, to re-, and this is in the book too, he said, Jim, what you need to realize is that once you're into Sleepy Hollow there, you're seeing things through Ichabod's eyes. So it may not be what's actually there, but you're seeing it through Ichabod's eyes. And so his nervousness, his fear yeah is what you're experiencing. And so when you have a scene like Ichabod grabbing onto the tree trunk and then using his uh, feet, uh, to clamp onto the horse and it spins around the tree, of of course, that that wouldn't happen in in real life or even in the plausible impossible, but in Mm -hmm. Ichabod's mind, that's how he envisioned it. And that's what you're seeing. And so you are becoming, um, uh, you know, uh, part of that, and 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 again, you know, d- uh, Willie Reiterman did, did a lot of the animation on on the uh, uh, Headless Horseman, and and he was used to you know the uh, 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 big action scenes, you know, like uh, uh, Tramp uh, fighting the the dogs and and Lady and the Tramp and mm-hmm. and and things like that. So you know, uh, you know, I, I, I ten- we have a tendency to forget how really. Good. Some of those films under oh, Walt. Yes. Well, and, we, that,
0: we, we, and that is a ahead. companion to that is a companion to Mister Toad. You know the Adventures of Mister Toad. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great uh, companion set. Um, and, and
1: and 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 again, the attraction ends in hell. Yes. How many amusement park attractions you have that end in hell. And and again, ending in hell is not something that happened in the short, and it didn't happen in the original book. But again, that was Walt's contribution because he felt that there sh- should be consequences uh, for reckless driving. <laughs> and, I, and so uh... that's that's why that's added in. But and, but and and I see people go through that and they're just laughing away. You're in hell. Those yeah, are demons. They have tails. They have pitchforks. Yeah, you
0: know, such a great, I, such a great little. And in fact, I, I want to say I don't remember the original hell in um, in Disneyland in the original version of Mister. Uh,
1: those were plywood cutouts. Flat. They were plywood. And, yeah,
0: yeah. The three D version I think came with the Magic Kingdom version, and then they kind of yeah. retrofitted back over. To... And,
1: and 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 even even though that uh, attraction is long gone, Dave Smith personally saved one of the demons to take back to the Disney Archives in California. And speaking of the Haunted Mansion, uh, out at Walt Disney World, you look up there uh, at uh, as you exit, and you see there's a pet cemetery. If right. you look up oh, in yeah. the upper left, there, toad. there's Toad, but but again, in order to save money to be, or as Disney likes to call it, cost-effective, uh, that's actually the uh, big fig of Mr. Toad uh, sculpted by Kevin Kidney, and
0: okay. then they
1: just repainted it, so you know, it it, it looks uh, uh, much more solid. But but that's speaking of. Uh,
0: Speaking of cost cutting, one of the great cost cuts as they built the Magic Kingdom was uh, originally the thought was let's make uh, Mr. or T- uh, the uh, uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the Headless Horseman, a dark ride attraction.
1: Yeah, Which that, that was seems to me history. would have been a
0: great, great segue where Peter Pan's flight is over to Liberty Square. Do you know, you, know yeah, much it, more it, it, about it, it, about what that was going to look like or what the what, what yeah, yes that? and and
1: and that, that that would have been yes you're right just past um Peter Pan so that it would have been the transition between fantasy land into liberty square
0: yeah
1: uh it it it, it would have been where that uh, where the memento mori uh shop is uh, today and and before then it was uh what yankee trader Mm -hmm. And so what the deal was is you would have gotten in spinning jack-o'-lanterns and they would have taken you through, uh, different scenes. Uh, Hmm. and, and of course, the big finale, of course, is you would have seen, you know, the headless horseman, uh, rearing up, you know, on his black stallion and, and, and uh, uh, smoke and fire coming out of the horse's nostrils and and uh all of that you know um i and, and and again you know a lot of people don't realize that uh there is a transition there you know for instance the harbor house you know on the fantasy land side um mm-hmm. uh, you you see that it it's got the uh, old spelling with the additional u in it and and you've got a picture of um uh, a fish uh, on top because you were dealing in in europe with an illiterate society so you had on a signage you had to have something you know to indicate right but once you go into liberty square you take a look at the harbor house sign and it's different and you've got uh the eagle up there and you should notice um which claw is holding uh, the arrows? Because in one hand it means war, in the other hand it means peace. Means peace. So, so now everybody will uh, who has listened to this will be uh, rushing out there when they get a chance to go back to Walt Disney World and let me take a look at that. And
0: well, you, you know, stand every- in line for uh yeah, for the uh, for the haunted mansion. Look over and see if you can catch that eagle. <laughs> Jim you always you just always bring out some some great details that others never bring to the table. That's why we just I just love having you on because well, you, you just, know
1: Disney, you Disney take me themselves to my happy should place. be doing this Disney themselves should be doing this. It, it just frustrates me and and that's one of the reasons that I took to uh, writing books and all that because you know as yeah. well as I do, once you're actually working there, on property, you hear these stories, you meet these people, and none of it is being documented, you know? Um, and it's like, Oh my gosh, there's a reason for this being here. You know, this wasn't just an accident. This wasn't just a uh, happenstance. And, and again, for, for those who can't, uh, uh get out to uh, uh the parks uh and those who can't get to the Disney cruise line <laughs> well, I, was uh, I have to a say, new because, book that, just
0: because ke- that yeah because there's there's a place where we don't have a lot of stories. The cruise line's been going on for since what, ninety seven, ninety eight? Mm-hmm. And and yet most people and, don't and know no the, story behind the story. All that.
1: And 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 again they're, they're also celebrating Halloween. They have a pumpkin tree in, in the atrium, and not only do they have a pumpkin tree, the pumpkin tree is different in each of the cruise ships, and they each have a name because the 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 backstory they have is that the pumpkin king, who was keeping the memories of Halloween, uh, you know, was getting tired, so he pulled three seeds out of his head, to create the three trees, so that they could keep. The memories and help people remember the memories of, of no Halloween idea. and, That's and, so and cool. again you know holiday services just has two hours to install you know the tree all and that. all the other mm-hmm. Halloween decorations in the atrium you know the the two hours you know between yes when everybody leaves the ship and then you know you restart boarding
0: yeah and That's the Hidden Treasures of the Disney Cruise Line, right? Is that the title? Right, Hidden
1: Treasures of the Disney Cruise Line just came out today. And that came came out out today. today.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it came out today, and it covers the entire history of uh, the cruise line, including an entire chapter devoted to the F.S. Disney, where Michael Eisner was going to buy an oil tanker and build an entire theme theme park park on it and and have it go to the different ports around the world that didn't have enough money or, or or enough attendance fascinating,
0: to support a fascinating fascinating story if you. fascinating story if you have not heard that that you definitely got to uh you got Get to uh, check that out because a lot of and, people and, don't know that that was a very viable possibility and,
1: um, and 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 then also I record uh you know the storytelling tell- story storytelling elements on the ship so for instance I list all of the enchanted art and where it is, and what oh, you goodness. would see, because because they rotate uh, in uh, a, a cycle of three, which is an old animation uh, uh, technique. So if you see the picture do one thing, you haven't seen everything, and uh, <laughs> it, and, and and so you know, and, and also the stories behind you know the restaurants. And all of that. So it, it's not a guidebook of how to get discounts or when is the best time to sail or whatever, but it, it, it's yeah, the story yeah. of of how this got Behind created and 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 the storytelling elements that they put on the ship that we often just take for granted. Because I, I see that at Walt Disney World all the time is is that it's become a a, a reservation vacation. You know, people are rushing. You know, to their fast pass locations or their priority seating at the restaurant or whatever, and are missing all of these wonderful details that are there that are, that are immersing you. It, but, but again, I'm preaching to the choir, you know, all of these things, but, but for those who are curious, uh, uh go to amazon.com and look at, uh, vault of Walt, uh, volume nine, Halloween nine. edition and, and hidden uh, treasures of the Disney cruise line. And, uh, Maybe it'll lead you to some other Jim Corcus books, and uh, remember that I'm an orphan, and uh, this is how I pay my (laughs) bills.
0: Join, join, join the, join the care for Jim program by visiting your Amazon dealer today and getting and and go into the vault and help Jim out. But but truly, Jim. Thank you. You are superb. You are so good with so many fantastic and, and, and a happy details. Halloween
1: to everybody. May 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 it be a a Disney Halloween for for everyone there. And, Hopefully, and, a and, little may, bit And more maybe some of track. you will break out your Ben Cooper costumes from the fifties uh, uh, and sixties. I have an entire chapter on that and their relationship to Disney. You know, <laughs> the little vinyl mask with the rubber band, and you yeah. wore a vinyl smock.
0: Oh. Oh, my goodness. You see, this is why you go to Jim's books, because you're going to get some insights you have not ever had before. So, hey, Jim, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Uh, My pleasure. Thank you so much, Jeff. And and don't hesitate to invite me on again. And uh, again, as I said, a happy Halloween. And, And for all your listeners, may all your Disney dreams come true.
0: Great. Well, thank you for joining us for this Disney at Play podcast. And my special thanks to Jim Corcus, who brings his Disney know-how uh, to our podcast and just really shares so much insight. I appreciate all the time that Jim has spent with us. Make sure you check out his new books. And we put a link on our website, on our notes page for Disneyatplay.com, where you can uh, see that. Uh, check out those books also should know that a couple other Halloween things coming up remember uh, we have a big review of all things Halloween at Magic Kingdom but we've expanded it with other food and beverage reviews as well as uh, extended it to holiday Halloween happenings in the other parks so be sure to check that page out that link will also be on a show notes page and then be looking in the next couple of days to come because we're gonna have a special Uh, Halloween Haunted Mansion podcast with a very special guest host. You will not want to miss it. So make sure you subscribe to Disney at Work and Play. Again, we appreciate you joining us for this podcast. And in the words of Sinbad's Storybook Voyage, episode 37, always follow the compass of your heart. It's written by Alan Menken. Hey, everyone, have a great day. We'll see you real soon.